0: Do your emotions wreak havoc in your life and are they preventing you from getting what you want? Well, if that's you, do me a favor, stick around, because that's what we're talking about on today's show. Your mind is a beautiful thing, but if left unattended, it can get ugly real quick. If you're not constantly curating the content your mind consumes on a daily basis, then your surroundings will dictate your daily thoughts, habits, behaviors, and actions. This show has only one goal, to leave your mind more beautiful than it was when you arrived. Welcome to the Beautiful Mind Show. What's going on? Thanks for joining me today. Uh, I am Jason Everett and excited to have you on. Excited to have my guest on with me today as well. And if you're hanging out with us live, would you do me a favor and just comment in the comment section and say live and type in the city that you're on live from. I'd love to give you a shout out and just acknowledge you for showing up today. But I want to bring on somebody who's really special because this person has actually been a personal coach of mine for years and years and has personally helped me to achieve things that I never thought were possible or that I thought were way off in the distance and they've happened way quicker than I expected, all because of lots of people in my life, but one of them in particular, who's on with me today, her name is Seal Stanford. Please welcome to the show, Seal from the Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center. What's going on, Seal? How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. It's so great to be on this call with you all today. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, it's so good to have you on today. And Seal is actually one of my personal coaches. In fact, uh, I talk with Seal probably I don't know two, three, sometimes more times per month, depending on what's going on. And um, I get on and do do one on one sessions with her to actually help me kind of figure out what's going on. Now, it's been it's been ask seal. some people are like, well, is seal like your psychiatrist? Is is she like, you know, she like your, your like mentor for things? Like, how does it work? And it always can be difficult to describe. But what I like to tell people is like, everybody has emotional hangups and hiccups and things that, that create um, challenges for them. And what I do is I get on the phone with you and we work through the things that come up and cause reactions in my life that I want to respond better to. That's the, that's the best way I can describe it. How do you describe it?
1: Well, what i describe it is you know we always focus on i always ask you what do you want and mm-hmm. then i ask you positive questions to yeah. help you unravel so why aren't you getting what you want what's blocking you and, and, and I, that's really the short of it
0: it's such a like simple answer like i ask you positive questions and we deal with it but it's like there's so it's, there's so much depth and so many layers and it's it's crazy to me that literally we get on the phone you ask hundreds of questions or dozens of questions and they're just the right questions to really like make me go dang it like that's what it is and like every time i have a session right it's constantly a like ah oh, i had never thought of it that way or oh, i just didn't think about it and it's not that you're on giving me advice because you are not an advice dealer like most coaches are right like most coaches would say oh you have that problem well here's five things you need to do here's the 12 steps to handle this here's the 18 things to do that and you don't do that you just literally are like all oh, right how would you handle that and what would be this and have you ever thought about this and have you done that and like oh, i get off the call and i'm like Holy crap! That was exactly what I needed, and it was just from the questions that you asked. So, anyway, if you've ever had questions, uh, if you've ever had questions asked to you and they were eye opening, would you do me a favor? Type in the chat, eye opening, because I love questions that get people's attention and get you to think. Um, Seal, you were just before the show. We were talking about some things going on. I, I really think that your emotions uh, can drive a lot of not just your decisions, but also your ability to grow. And the thing i want to talk about on the show was how do you lift your emotions and lift your life because how do you see emotions playing out in day-to-day decisions for the average person no matter whether they're trying to make a decision about hiring a new person or growing to a hundred million dollar company emotions can get super messy how do you deal with emotions um
1: that's a great question so the first thing to do is for a person to inspect their mood, if you will, emotion is always consisting of some type of mood or maybe several mm-hmm. moods, right? Right, right, And right. You're gonna laugh at this, Jason, but you know I can choose to go in there and sweep the kitchen floor and I can choose to do it in a drudgery mood level, which is gonna take me so True. much longer, or I can do it in a passionate mood level and what? <laughs> I'm gonna have a sparkling floor that's gonna be filled with love, do it a lot faster and on about my day. Yeah. So your mood really predicts what kind of future you're going to mm-hmm. have. You know, it reminds me of uh, some someone that we both know uh, who's very successful in real estate. I asked him, you know, when you hire someone, do you look at their credentials? What's your main What's your main thing you're looking for? And he said, I'm looking at their attitude. And your mood yeah. is consistent of the mood and attitude. And because he said, I have to train them, and that's the way I look at it.
0: Right, well, and it, it does make a big difference. I mean, it is funny when you talk about mood and attitude in general is like, you know, uh, my my current assistant who's who's checking out, h- hanging out, and monitoring the show today, right? It's like, I've had people who have been at the front desk when I walk in the door and they're like grumpy and angry when I get to work and then that'll change the mood for the entire office for the entire day. Or like I said, my current assistant who's like super happy, cheery, good morning, what's going on? Like, and, and genuinely so can change the attitude of the entire office with that mood. And there's so many things to that like get in the way of our mood, right? Like, like you and I were talking about this the other day. It's like my car broke down the other day, right? Like, and I was like, oh, I'm right in the middle of buying a new car, and I can't find the right car that I want to buy, and so my car breaks down. I'm like, sign from the universe that it's time for a new car, and I think it just, I think it just needs a battery. Like that's all it needs, right? It just needs a battery. But it's just like, like you can, you can either have all of that trauma and drama, like weigh you down and bog you down and then all of a sudden i can't make a decision that would help guide the company because i'm dealing with the yeah. battery in a car because of my emotional yeah. response to a triggered thing that starts setting me and it like sets people like am i the only one you guys do you get emotionally triggered like this if you do do we fair and say triggered in the chat because that's the kind of bs that like prevents me from being as awesome as i'd like to be because i get triggered right and, and that's yeah. how, what, what are, what causes those triggers seal a I man? We've talked about this a lot, but like what causes triggers? Why, why do some people get triggered when I say cat food and other people don't get triggered when I say cat food? Why, <laughs> why, why?
1: Well, obviously there's usually some kind of incident if you use a cat food, you know, I, I just thought I'd give you a good analogy, <laughs> yeah, 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 but like the car going to your car story, you know, you, you, you probably had an intention of where you wanted to be that day, and it wasn't tied right. up with handling a battery problem, which uh, <laughs> set in motion a whole other string of events that got slowed down or stopped, right? Which- Right, right, whoop, right, right,
0: right, right.
1: You know, so you can usually, you can, it's the important thing is how did you react? How did you react right. to that? Did right. you react and, and, an explosive?
0: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did get a little angry, uh, and here, here's the thing I think is fascinating, right? Is is as you deal with these things at different levels, Seal, like you can handle one thing, and then it can come up again in a different way later, and like yeah. as you're evolving and people are growing, like you hit these thresholds. So talk to me about that for a second, because I think you had mentioned you were just listening to a, a, a training by Alan Walters, who's been a mentor yeah. of yours. I, I never met Alan, I've just read a lot of his material and I've studied a lot of his stuff, but he was talking about how in life, as you continue to excel, you hit these block points. Can you share a little bit more about that for us?
1: Yeah, so, so you know, um, one of the things that he mentioned that I thought was quite interesting is as people get more successful in, really go up all the way to the top you know let's take somebody that keeps hitting a fixed ceiling right let's say they want they want to make uh i don't know ten million dollars a year and let's say that they can't get over the three million mark okay so obviously there's some kind of hidden or some kind of mindset there that they're probably not aware of but they sure as hell know that there's a fixed ceiling if you will yeah like they can experience it, it Yeah. Before you put, before they can get through that mindset, you have got, sorry, before they get through that ceiling and get over that 3 million mark, you know, you've got to find the mindset because they're obviously not thinking in a prosperous mindset. They don't have Mm -hmm. a beautiful mind, as you would say, Jason, they're stuck there. So so, (laughs) does that make sense?
0: It does. Now, I, I, I have to throw this out here because look, I, I was one of those people who, you know, I grew up in a personal development household, right? Like I, I call it personal development yeah. Thanksgiving. I went to those type of places. And so I had personal development. I kind of ran away from it and then I got involved with it more. And now I, I love it. It's a part of what I do every day. There are lots of people out there sealed that say personal development's a bunch of crap. As soon as you learn, you know, the, the systems and th- stuff that you need to put in place, you know, you just, you just got to power through the mindset and just do it. That's not been my experience. Is it like, if I don't work on my mind, I have I have challenges and issues and it doesn't get me where I want to go. What do you say to the person that's like, ah, mindset's a bunch of crap. You just need to just get on with it already. What What does that say about them? What does it say about like the industry? Like help, help me understand that. Cause I think a lot of people just kind of blow off the mindset part of this.
1: Well, for that person, Jason, um, probably, you know, what I would say about that is that They have a fixed mindset, but beyond that is they have tried something along the way that Mm. has influenced them that probably didn't work. And they invested it. They did some mindset work. That's Mm -hmm. right. And that they lost in it. It didn't work. It didn't change. So obviously, you know what I mean? They formulated, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like they built their own story around why, my, and again, like, I, I guess even in my story, right? Like my mindset was, I've been in personal development Thanksgiving. So mindset was a bunch of crap until I started really doing mindset work. And you mentioned positive processing. I'd been exposed to a lot of negative processing to like bring up all these fears and resistance. And I think that's what happens, right? Is people get around people and they, they have a bad experience and it's just like, I think that you've mentioned this analogy before. It's like touching a hot stove, right? It's like you touch a hot yeah. stove and you learn the stoves are bad, but maybe it's yeah. like the same thing. It's like you try personal development and it burns you or the person who's in charge of personal development has got a messed up life, right? Like they, they are an a-hole Definitely. or like they've mm-hmm. cheated on somebody or they've, you know how to, they've, they've screwed people over and left them hanging. And then you now make an assignment in your mind that personal development is bad because of your experience with that person. And then all of a sudden all personal development is bad. What, why, why is it Seal, that we make that assignment that we can't, that we can't say, okay, look like on our own, usually that it's not personal development's bad. It's just that one experience was bad. Why do we naturally assign value to everything is the same? Does, and I don't know if I said that right, but does that make sense? Like we make it global.
1: Yeah, um, well, let's, I want to use you for an example if I can. So you, yeah, in that's a fine. Where there's a lot. It, it, there's a lot of personal development, right? There was a lot yeah. of personal development. And I don't know if this happened, but I'm assuming that probably um, it was maybe enforced or suggested. So do you know what I mean? oh yeah it was enforced it was it was never an
0: option it was always yeah yeah, it was was forced
1: okay so i don't care if it's a child (laughs) if it's a middle-aged student or if it's an adult nobody (laughs) likes to have stuff enforced on them that's why you know sometimes wives will come see us they're like my husband needs to come see you then she harps on the husband back you you need to talk to my husband well that (laughs) husband's probably not going to come see me because she's trying to enforce that vice versa the husband trying to enforce the wife you know uh, it's called power of choice that's a negative process you resist it does that make i mean that's the biggest biggest hindrance
0: yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I remember uh, Blair who introduced us, Blair Singer who introduced us, um, you know, he had a definition of abuse, which was to uh, give somebody something they don't want and or don't need, right? That's one of the definitions of abuse or prevent people from getting something that they do want and or do need. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I've heard mm-hmm. that from Blair, I've heard it from you. And I, I think that idea, and I don't mean abuses and physical abuse, but just the idea of giving something that they, they don't want. Like here, I'm gonna force personal development on you, even though you don't want it, you're not interested in it. Like I can't tell my wife to the same thing. Hey Charity, um, I need you to go have session with Seal. period. If she wanted to, then fantastic. Uh, but if she didn't want to, then I can't force it. And I think a lot of people, you know, operate from that regard and then that creates a negative situation a bad thing and then it starts making it global uh and again i'm not maybe i should just ask it in a slightly different way but like why is it that when we hear that type of example we then globalize it and it becomes all examples to us is that a shortcut is it a like what what in your mind creates it so that like we we see another situation as exactly the same
1: so usually if i if i understand that right usually when people don't know about something right or it's new mm-hmm. or it's foreign to them, they usually revert to what they do know. And if what they do know oh. is negative, which a lot of times it is a negative experience right. sitting there, they don't have what you will a clean area or a clean slate, so to speak, to view that from. They're viewing Got it from it. an old, fixed idea or an old, fixed way of thinking, but they're unaware of it. Does that make sense? So, until yes, you- yes ask the right totally. question not make them wrong for it make it very safe for them to totally. expect it and then live by example then they you know that helps to discharge those emotions and yes it's on it so help? let's do that.
0: I, it does. And I want to find out from you, Seal, how can you ask questions to get people excited to actually hear from you? Like I, I want, what, what can we do to kind of invite people into that reality? But I got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just okay. under 60 seconds. Stick around and then we'll talk about what kind of questions can you ask to get people involved in working on themselves all after we come right back. Would you like to have an even more Beautiful Mind? Well, we'd like you to have one. And we actually created a seven-day Beautiful Minds Challenge. It was a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure challenge for just seven days. And I really think you can do anything for seven days. It's definitely not easy, but it will be simple for you to get access to it. All you have to do is comment anywhere on this video or send me a message on social media that says seven-day. And I'll send you immediate access to not only our Beautiful Minds Facebook group, but also our Beautiful Minds Challenge, where you can go through three different areas your mental health your emotional health and your physical health and get challenges in each of those areas that'll help you get a handle on each of those areas inside your life to give you more control over what you want to do every single day so do me a favor comment seven day or send me a message on any social media and i'll make sure i give you access to our exclusive community group as well as access to the challenge thanks so much and now back to the show Hey guys, welcome back. I'm chatting with Seal Stanford, and uh, one of my personal coaches, good friends, and just amazing person who's just made it her entire life study to work on what triggers people. How do we get how do we get emotional responses out of the way so we can move forward and create the lifestyle that we want? And we were just chatting about what what triggers people in the first place. What what are the negative experiences that were maybe forced on us, or that we we had a bad experience with, and then we now assign that value to everything around us, right? We started saying, well, all personal development is bad because this one personal development is bad and the shortcuts that we take in our mind. And I, I wanted to ask you, Ciel, we came back from the break. What are some things you can do to start waking people up out of this, like snapping them out of their patterns and their habits and the things that they're doing if they're like, hey, I don't even wanna talk about personal development. Are there any just starter questions that we can get to to have better discussions with people about these topics that when they get triggered on things?
1: Okay. So I'm going to give you a question then I'm gonna give you an example. So a great Perfect. question would be is, um, so what does this trigger remind you of trigger or remind you of Now, let, that seems like yeah. really simple, but how does that fit into real life? So
0: basically yeah, I totally. had
1: someone uh, that was spending some time with myself and she was about 11 years old and she had bought, bought some gifts. And I said, Hey, here's these receipts. Do you want these receipts? And she says, no, I hate receipts.
0: Oh, yeah. interesting! So, so, so came up real big, like big emotion with the receipt. I hate yes. receipts. Oh,
1: wow! She's ten years old. She hates receipts. So I'm like, Already I better ask receipts. her a processing question. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I better ask her a processing question. So I said, Oh, right. What are, what a what a receipts trigger remind you of? And she stopped and she looked. I mean, she thought about it. She uh, said, They remind me of money I shouldn't have spent. And I was like, wow, for someone 10 years old went right to the answer is money she should not have spent. And I'm like, how simple is that? That's all I asked her. Just money I shouldn't have spent. I'm like, interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, and so I think there's something freeing in the release. And again, that's a great example of like, you just asked a question to figure out what it was that triggered that. Because I think you know, I've heard my kids do that, and, I, and by the way, that's that's one of my favorite questions to use, because I've, I've heard that lots of times, right? That's one of my favorite questions to use on my kids when they say something like, you know, Dad, I hate this, or I hate that, or what, and because, you know, my kids are four and seven, so they're in the bus of, like, hating things. It's like, you know, if I tell them they can't have ice cream, they're like, I hate you, right? Like, they're kind uh-huh. of in that mode about something, and I go, well, why? And they're like, well, because, and sometimes they have a really good logical reason for why they were triggered by that moment. They're like, well, because you promised that today after we did this, we were going to have a reward or whatever. And like, they tell me something very logical and very brilliant. And I'm like, oh wow, okay, interesting. And and I triggered them because in their mind they had a set way that it was supposed to go and I yeah. broke that with them and then they have their own experience. And I think it can be so revealing, not just for the, like, for the person that's asked the question, but also for the person who's been asked the question, right? Is both of them get to have that realization about what it reminded them of in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, that, it's such a clean question. It, advice though, because I think people can say like, hey, seal, I hate Chinese food or something. I don't know, whatever it is. I hate Chinese food. And you go, and, and you go, oh, does that remind you of something? And there's a wrong way to do this too, right? What's the yeah. wrong way to do this? Because you could really piss somebody off and maybe get punched in the face if you do this wrong, what? right?
1: Talk about the emotions. So it all goes back to your mood level. If you ask me, so what's wrong with Chinese? I'm, I would probably want to slap you. But if you said, so what's wrong with Chinese food? Does this remind you of anything? In a positive,
0: know? in a positive, <laughs> yeah, friendly, like really, neutral.
1: Yes, yeah. really wanting to yeah, know, yeah, yeah. not to make me wrong. Uh, right. You know. So yeah, so so just make sure it's a
0: positive mood. Otherwise, otherwise you are going to get them because I think people know if you're trying to like I I hear sometimes people will learn a piece of tech sealed like they'll learn a question like that. And they're like, I've asked I've asked everybody that question. They always come back and be angry. I'm like, well because you're using it like a weapon. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're using it like a weapon to be like, oh, what does that remind you of? And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, uh, I don't even want to tell you. And they kind of clam up right they clam up and they they feel like they're being interrogated and they're like, I'm not gonna tell you because you're gonna use that against me. And I would also say yeah. that's a, its own trigger and of itself is what that says about you is that you've probably weaponized information against that person in the past, right? And they know that you're using it to weaponize. So, so how you know, how do you make sure you have the right tone, the right attitude? And by the way, if this is helpful for you guys, if you guys are learning something right now, throw some exclamation marks up in the chat. I wanna make sure you guys are learning some good stuff from SEAL today. And if you guys have questions, Please, please, please ask because I want to make sure they get answered. Seal, do you have any other like? Do you have any other questions that are really good questions to just open people up when they feel resistant or they feel blocked by something or they you feel like they've just shut down on you?
1: Yeah, ask them. uh, You can ask them. um, You know, um, is what you're talking about reminding them of something? That's simple question or what's understanding like let's take somebody that doesn't really understand what they're learning you can simply ask them so what's your comprehension of what's your understanding of this see that's very Mm. non-threatening it's not invasive it doesn't feel like school like school was, you know painful for most people um but asking them what your understanding is. I mean, ask me what my understanding of math is and I'll tell you not anything. I hate numbers. <laughs> so, you know, I need, a, I need a lot of questions asked about that. Does that? Mean? Yeah. But, um, but, but
0: to your point, it's asked the question and just say, so what? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your understanding on that? Like, what, what do you know about it now? Um, and just asking a question or like, does, and I, I like, you kind of slid this one in, right? Which was does uh, what does it remind you of? But then you also said, what does this process remind you of? Or what it you know, what does yeah. this situation remind yeah. you of? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, does this remind yeah. you of something else that you've done before? And again, only from an yeah. inquisitive, positive sort of mindset. Yeah. Otherwise you're you're gonna continue to trigger them.
1: Yeah, because what, what what I'm ultimately trying to do is take whatever has been triggered from the past, which is usually a negative. And I'm trying to get them to locate it. And then once they tell me, it's kind of like taking a box and chunking it over there. Then they're in present time and I'm being present right. with them. And that's the biggest thing. Mm. Does that make sense? Because yeah. they're back there. Yeah, completely. They're not here. Yeah, they're
0: still stuck on the item. They're stuck, stuck on whatever item yeah. they were just thinking about. They're no That's longer right. talking with you. They're thinking about something that was from five years ago, 10 years ago, or three weeks ago, That's whatever right. it was. And they're no longer in that normal conversation. So by asking the question, you could bring them into the present, bring them up to where you are and have a genuine conversation with them. Yeah, this is, this is good stuff, Seal. Any processing questions you can ask yourself that are helpful. Like if you if you had to give me, if I said, hey, I wanna do some mental processing and figure out what's triggering me, is there anything I could do to like, ask myself some questions internally, whether written or just asking out loud, that would help me move forward and figure out if I'm hitting the threshold and I can't move out of it?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you're hitting the threshold, um, like in a fixed ceiling situation, um, one of the questions you could ask yourself, and I ask this a lot of times, people who are being really successful. so. What's likely to happen if you were to become really, really, really successful? Or what's likely to happen if you mm. were to be- really hit that goal of, I don't know, take someone wanting to make a billion? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, well, what's likely more, more to happen yeah. if you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm. it's a lot of, there's a lot, your reluctances turn on when you get up into those really higher states, bigger games, bigger goals.
0: Reluctances mm-hmm.
1: you didn't even know you, would, you had, if you will. Um, so that's... What's it reminding you of well, what's likely to happen? That's another know? good question.
0: So what's, yeah, so what's yeah. likely to happen? And then would you run like, just from my familiarity with it, but like, would you just keep asking yourself that question? What else is likely to happen? What else, what else, like, would you kind of run that until you get a couple of triggers in there or like, what would, what would help kind of exhaust that so, so I, somebody could get value out of it?
1: So I'm thinking, to, let me think about this for a second. So the so I asked yeah. this, this a few years ago and this person was really trying to maintain that higher state and just couldn't maintain it. Like, so finally I just threw a question. So what's likely to happen if you were to live in that space and you were to be really, really successful? And his fear was that he would actually do something naughty like cheat on his wife or do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. we yeah, yeah, totally that stuff in the media, drugs, alcohol, gambling, right. doing things they shouldn't do. And so that's a fear, right? Yeah.
0: Is I'm worried. I'm worried if I become that successful, then I might do something stupid because I, you know, whatever would happen. And and that, and so that, I mean, I've, I've had that thought too of like, I don't, you know, I I've, I've seen that. And part of it was because I'd only been around people who had a lot of money that did stupid things once they had money. So part of my fear was that I would, I would become that stupid person when money was flooded into my life. And I've had to do a lot of work on that because if I don't, then I'm just stuck forever, somehow like subconsciously resisting, the threshold because i'm worried that that's going to happen so i i can completely yeah. relate to that comment and if you guys can too if you've ever had a point of resistance that uh you didn't break through because you were worried about something that could happen or maybe that's a good realization for you comment me in the chat if it's been helpful for you and seal this is this is like man if i if i told people they were watching the show this is the number one thing that has been helpful for me to grow. And especially with my partner, I mean, seal works with me and my partner, uh, in business. And and it's an arrangement that both of us have to work on this stuff in our lives in order for us to be partners together. In fact, it's in our, it's in our partnership agreement that we both have to do this type of work because what can very often happen, we'll have an argument and we will get triggered or we'll trigger each other on something and it'll cause a fight right? You've never had that happen with a spouse, right? Listener, right? So you've never had that happen is you get triggered in a fight and then you don't realize that you're arguing over something that you could handle on your own. And so with Doug and I, mm-hmm. uh, in our, in our business relationship, we make sure that we both are working on ourselves to get rid of that stuff. And so I can't recommend it enough. Seal, where can people go, uh, to maybe take some assessments from you guys or check it out? Where could they go and get some resources from you guys?
1: Oh, thanks, Jason so you can go to uh that's k n o w l e d g i s m.com perfect and we I'll have a lot
0: of jet. a
1: lot of free mater- a lot of free materials on uh, that's just helpful for people to read um, or yeah. you can go to you know aclc.us.com as well
0: Nice, yeah, and check that out. Um, There's also, they do something called a life skills assessment, I don't know if I, it's okay, I'm talking about that. They do this really cool thing called a life skills assessment that actually shows you where your mentality is in different areas and kind of where you're tripping yourself up. I, I actually take all of our staff through that assessment. It's a really powerful tool to let me know where they are, but more importantly, for them to know where they are in order for them to realize where they need to come up out of what they're doing well in and what they can improve. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Seal. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, if you can put that up on the screen for me, there it is, knowledgeism.com. You can go get the rest of the information on that. Uh, there tons of free resources, mm-hmm. tons of good resources for you uh, to use for you and your team. Seal, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate being thank able you. to share everybody here. Thank All you right, guys, so have much. a great week. Thank you, Seal, for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.
1: Thank you, Jason. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's show. If you want to get access to our seven day beautiful minds challenge, you can either comment below and just say seven day and I'll shoot you the information so you can get immediate access to that or find me on any social media and just send me the message seven day and I'll make sure I get that out to you right away. And if you really enjoyed today's show, it would do me a huge favor if you went online, whether it was Spotify, Pandora or iTunes or any sort of podcast platform that you can find us on and search for the beautiful mind show, subscribe to our channel, and then make sure you give us a rating. Every time you give us a rating, it helps us get more eyeballs on our show and help more people have a more beautiful mind. Thanks again for joining us.